Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pick and Roll NBA podcast. In today's episode, we are joined by Matt Rapp and Preston Hummer as we discuss the Utah Jazz and their early struggles and what we have to look forward to in this new year of NBA basketball. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pick and Roll podcast. My name is Harry Rockwood, and I am your host. And today we are joined by two special guests. We have our co-host, Matt Rapp, with us today. Matt, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And then we also have a special guest, a diehard jazz fan, Preston Hummer. Preston, it's good to have you today. Hey, unfortunately, it's under these circumstances that I'm joining, but I'm happy to be on the pod. <laughs> well, we'll get to uh, we'll get to your jazz a little later, but let's just go right into Luka Doncic and kind of he's just been dominating this year. I mean, there's been so much talk about him already and if he's a top 10 player or not. And I think he's made a safe case to say he is. Uh, what what do you guys think with with Luka so far, Matt? Let's hear from you first. Oh, man, the dude is a monster. No one can guard him. You know, there's that comparison with him and Harden, you know, and I like it. I like it, but in a way, they're both very ball dominant, but in a way, Luka is very more productive. I, He's doing the same thing off 10 less shots. He's being a point guard. He's, you know, I'm looking at his stats right now. He's averaging 30, 10 rebounds, and nine assists a game. That's insane. Dude's 20 years old. And their team's doing good. Their team's doing good. No one thought this would happen. Honestly, I'm afraid to see it because I'm a Laker fan. But if Porzingis steps up, oh, they might be someone to mess with. So, I don't know, man. That's They're tough. He's tough. Yeah. Uh, what, what have, what's impressed you with Lucas so far, Preston? I'm not going to say I was a – I don't know if skeptic is the right word early on in the season. But when I heard all these uh, top ten, you know – uh, shout outs. I, I was, uh, I was slow to get there, but I remember I watched him against the Warriors early in the season and I was sold from that game on. I mean, the dude, the dude not only is easy top 10, I'd say, I'd say he has a very good case to, to win MVP this year. If he keeps this up, no doubt. How old, how old are you, Preston? I'm three years older than Luka Doncic. <laughs> 20 years old. That is what blows my mind. You know what I mean? Like, Harden, I think, is 27, 28. Yeah. Like, it's like he's the next king. Like, there's LeBron, and, you know, there's Giannis has that case because he's 23, but, oh. I think the biggest thing with Luka is we just didn't know what to expect. Nobody did because he didn't take the traditional route. He wasn't from the U.S. He wasn't playing on ESPN or March Madness. And so people were obviously a little skeptical of him at first. But I think as we continue to see him play, we see how – him being a pro from 16 years old has really helped shape who he is already. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Mark Cuban. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He, made that, he made that controversial statement um, about U.S. players versus overseas players, what, about a year ago? And people were bagging on him. And, I mean, look, he, you know, his team is Europe. His team from Europe, you know, Porzingis, yeah. him. You know, J.J. Barea, like. <laughs> and they signed, uh, didn't they sign Boban? Boban, like, yeah, they dude, they're, they're probably one or two pieces away from being contenders. I mean, I can't, I can't really knock Porzingis because he was out for over a year. But 
I think he definitely needs to step up. I mean, he's working his way into it. It's only 20 games in this season, but uh, right. off the catch and shoot, he's been really good, especially the catch and, catch and shoot threes. But I think he has another level that he can get to. I'm looking at it here. He was traded from Atlanta, you know, from Atlanta, the third pick. And I'm like, who'd they get? Well, they got Trey Young. And I'm yeah. like, as great as he's playing, they're probably kicking themselves right now. Yeah, because Trey Young's he's going ham, but he, they're also one of the worst teams in the league record-wise. Yeah, and I, I think that's what's most impressive about Luka is he's not – I mean, last year in Dallas they were kind of irrelevant even though he was putting up big numbers, but they're, they're sitting, you know, number three in a tough Western Conference that I don't even think most people had him in a playoff spot. Um, and it, it's scary to think that, that Chris Stapps Porzingis isn't even to where he can be. Um, I think they're going to be a they're going to be a force in the West for a few years if if they can keep that up. Matt earlier brought up the comparisons to Harden, and speaking of Harden, obviously he's one of the best scorers we've ever seen. A lot of people don't like his game because of the way he plays and all the free throws and the step backs. But do you guys think he's in the running for MVP this year? I feel like we kind of push him aside just because of the way he plays. But I mean, he's scoring unlike we've ever seen. Man, I got I got tough feelings on Harden. I I hate the way he plays. I'm a I'm a Harden uh, I'm a Harden hater. But honestly, I think him losing the MVP race last year was was one of the most unfair MVP races I've I've ever seen. Even though Giannis is a monster, James Harden put up historic numbers and should have won back to back MVPs this year. I mean, he's gonna have a case. He's he's one of the best scorers this league's ever seen. Even though I'd love to disagree with that I, I think he's gonna have a case I mean Harden I, I was I still am I'm a huge fan of Harden I am but I this year specifically I feel like it's a lot worse than it's been with dribble 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 and maybe because Russell Westbrook's not a very good spot up shooter like Chris Paul was so there's not a, you know that's one less person to kick it to I don't know what it is they I I don't know I, I they should know by now you can't win in the playoffs that way that's why I'm a little confused why it's happening. But as far as, you know, pure greatness, I mean, this is the thing about Harden. He'll have a game where he'll score 49 points on 41 shots. And those are like, ugh, disgusting. Those are disgusting games. Like, I don't enjoy watching those. There's nothing about that. I'm like, why, why is that a big deal? You know, I was even, you know, talking to a buddy about that. But then I think the other day, you know, I can't find the exact, you know, game, but he had similar amount of points with half the number of shots. Yeah. And it's just like, see, now that Harden doing that in the playoffs can do something. It's, but that's the thing with Harden. See, Luka, I feel like, is consistently shooting, per, you know, uh, productive shots, making the right play while doing it. Yeah, he dribbles a lot, but he's making the right play, hence why the Mavs are winning with the squad they have. You know, Harden, they're so talented. I, I just, it's hard, man. They're hard to watch right now with as great as he is. They're hard, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like they're the new Spurs. You either hate them or you love them. And I think something that was brought up a couple of days ago in one of their games has the league talking like crazy and isn't making a case for people liking them. Uh, we saw that they were playing the Spurs. And at the time, they were up 102 to 89 on the Spurs with seven minutes left in the game. And Harden had that dunk where it went through the hoop and then went back out, and then they ended up losing the lead and losing in double overtime. And 
they complain after the game and are filing uh, that the league reverses their loss. I mean, I could see if it's a game deciding uh, field goal, but when there's seven minutes left in the game and you're up by 13, it's like, what do you want the league to do? Like, you can't go out and play seven minutes of a game on another night. Like, Well, I mean, you're up 102, 89, <laughs> whatever it is. Like, that's two points. I understand it, but play some defense. Like, geez. Like, I, as soon as I heard they filed that, I was like, I don't want to watch Rockets anymore. Like, that is prima donna to its best right there. Like, it disgusts me. I don't know. Nothing else to say about that. I think it's 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 a bad look for everyone. I think it's a bad look for the refs in that game. It's a bad look for the NBA. And honestly, it's a terrible look for the Houston Rockets. I mean, they're losing to this or they're they're beating the Spurs by by almost 20 points with seven and a half minutes left, and they let them crawl back. What well, one thing that's insane to me is James Harden is leading the league in free throw attempts. By over 100. I'm seeing that right here. That is crazy. 107 more free throws than anyone else in the league. And the the reason that makes Harden look terrible is a lot of those calls aren't they're, – they're debatable calls that, that Harden buys and, and gets the refs. You can say he's flopping, whatever. But, but for him to go after the refs now, it's, it's a bad look. Yeah, and, you know, every, everyone knocks Harden for that. I don't. I, I think that's a craft. I think that's a skill. I think – you, you take what the game offers and you manipulate it, and that's what great players do. You do – you know what I mean? Jordan did it, you know, with the push-offs, you know, all that stuff. I don't hate that. I, if you get to the line, do it, right? I mean, how can you say no to that? My thing is, is I'm looking here. His, he's averaging 39 points per game, but he's shooting 33% from three, you know, 43%. You know, those are awful, but they're, they're, they're career – they're lows for his career – and, you know, it's, 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 to me, it's not fun. It's not fun to watch. I, I agree with you. And, and I agree that you can't, you can't blame Harden for it. I think it's something that you have to blame the league for, for, for letting it get to this point. Because you do see a scoring numbers, 38 and a half points a game. I mean, that's stuff we haven't seen in, in years since MJ was the last person to do that, you know, in a consistent manner. But, but then you see the amount of free throws. And it's just, it's not the same as the way MJ did it. It's, it's a different game. And, it's, it's not James Harden's fault, but it's something that I wish wasn't there in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's why I have to give Kobe a quick shout-out right now because Kobe's the my favorite player of all time. And he would go through stretches when he would be having multiple 40-point games in a row with barely getting to the line, shooting contested exactly. fadeaways. Like, so it's just, I don't know. It's just something. I mean, it's like, it's like Kareem saying, dude, you're too tall, you're too long, you can't shoot the hook. It's, it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, like that's his game. That's what he figured out. That's why he's one of the greatest. As much as you want to hate Harden, he's not going to stop until somebody stops him. You can hate him all you want. We can all hate watching him, but he's, he's getting his bag every year, signing max, a max contract, being one of the best players in the league because he does what he does. Now we just got to see him win a ring. Wow. <laughs> yeah. With a playoff series. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. This is a great segue. I mean, last year we know that he got shut down by Joe Ingles in the playoffs. And so let's let's just get right into it with the Utah Jazz. I think all of us had very high expectations for the Jazz this year, especially after the success we saw last summer or last season, and especially with Donovan Mitchell getting better. And they made some great additions. I thought Mike Conley was going to be a great fit. 
And Bogdanovich has been, I think, next to Mitchell, their best player this year. So I guess, Preston, in, in your opinion, the Jazz are 13-10 and 10 right now. They're sixth in the West. What's been your opinion of the Jazz so far this season? Unfortunately, they're about to drop to 13-11. and 11. Uh, not, not looking good against the Thunder right now. Honestly, I, I don't even know where to start with the Jazz this year. I, 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 was, I was slow to call them competitors like everyone else, um, even though I've always wanted to believe that. I've, I've been a Jazz fan my whole life. Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer, they were, uh, they were some of my favorite players to watch. But they've, uh, they've really been a disappointment, honestly. And I don't know, I don't know what it is uh, particularly, but it just seems like that team fill that they've had the last couple of years has been missing. Mike Conley coming in talent-wise is obviously a, a big improvement from Ricky Rubio, but it seemed like Rubio fit with the, the team better. He, he scored better. He, he found uh, open shots better. And um, I, I honestly, I hope it's just growing pains. It, it's, it, we'll just have to wait and see. I like it. I think Ricky Rubio, he's that guy where honestly he's great, but the style he plays, he's going to go team to team. It's, he's not going to, He's not going to be on a championship winning team unless he gets older and he plays that third string point guard role, comes off the bench, maybe plays 10 minutes a game and, you know, sufficient, kind of like um, Jose Calderon back in the day. You know what I mean? I, I think you gotta, we got to look at this. We got we to gotta give him a break because, one, the coach is still pretty young. Two, think about this. Mike Conley, he's older, but his whole career he's played under one, like, system. Not one system, but one team, you know? And it's not like this dude's, like – the most dominant scorer, the most dominant passer. You know, he's just an all-around great player. I think it, we need to give him a little bit more time. He needs to figure it out playing with a guy like Mitchell, who honestly, Mitchell to me is a little too unselfish. You know, there's this comparison with D. Wade. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it because that just it takes away credit from D. Wade, I think, because – and it puts that much pressure on him. I think he just needs to go play his game. And then Mike Conley just kind of needs to figure out where he fits. Um, knock down the open jumper – set up the system, set up the plays, you know what I mean? But I really think a lot of it has to do with Mitchell. He's not he's not doing what he needs to do. And that's like, hey, dude, like, you know, it's time, you know, take over. You know, go get 30 points a game. That's that's what they need you to do. You don't do it, but at least attempt, you know, and because um, that's kind of how the system's set up. It, Mike Conley's supposed to be that second man who's supposed to take a little bit of pressure off Donovan Mitchell because last year Donovan Mitchell – was, when Rubio was out, he was getting harassed. You know, he had to do everything. I think there's a, I think we need to give him time. Give him the all-star break. By all-star break, I think we'll start to see, if not by then, a little bit after, table's starting to turn. I think they'll make a low seed in the West, and they'll, they'll be tough. I mean, you know, they make the 8-7-6 seed, you know, go up against Lakers, Clippers, you know, whoever's Houston. They're going to give them a run. They're going to give them a run because they, they have good basketball players. They have good basketball players. And and as a jazz fan, I'm I'm an optimist. I've I've had to I've had to be that way. Um, I always believe they're going to reach the best they can. And there's hope up here coming soon. I mean, in the next six games, every team they're playing is below 500. Um, over the next 21 games, I was looking at the stat. They got um, only six of the next 21 opponents are above 500. They got the easiest schedule in the NBA for the month of December, but this is where they need to figure it out because if they can figure it out here, they can come out. I, I think they can be the, the only opponents I'm really worried about this month is they, uh, they face Miami who's, who's had some unreal scores uh, come out of the woodwork. 
and then they face uh, LA and depending on whether Kawhi is going to be there or not, you know, that'll be a tough game. Um, but they can come out of this month, I think on a really high note and uh, ultimately hopefully they can ride that wave into the all-star break. Um, and every single year, the jazz seem to disappoint me before the all-star break and then they come alive and uh, that's, that's when we need them anyways, you know, so as long as they can sneak into the playoffs, um, I'm always going to have hope for what they have. Preston, you're, you're a Utah Jazz guy. I'm, I'm a LeBron guy. So wherever LeBron's at, I'm there. You know what I mean? I got a question for you, though. I, I asked a buddy who's a Jazz fan earlier today. Perry might have heard it. I said, what do you think of the coach? Of, uh, of Quinn? Quinn Snyder? Yeah. I, I love Quinn Snyder. I'm a big Quinn Snyder fan. Utah fans love the coaches of the Utah Jazz because there aren't very many of them. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. One, one that you can remember is Jerry Sloan, and he was there for a long time. In fact, the Jazz had one of the longest playoff stretches um, in NBA history from the mid-'80s to the mid-2000s, um, and a big part of that reason was, yes, John Stockton, yes, Carl Malone, who are, you know, of course they're well-known in Utah, but also Jerry Sloan. Um, and And – having a good coach in Utah that builds together a good team that can move the ball. And of course, in Quinn Snyder's uh, case can defend um, and bring, bring the best defense in the league night in and night out. Um, I'm a big time Quinn Snyder fan. And that's, that's why I think the jazz, you can't count them out this year because they have the talent and they have the coaching to bring a good team together. I mean, this could be the first year, I think since 07 when the Jazz had Mehmet Okur and Carlos Boozer that we could have two all-stars uh, with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And then maybe even Bogey could come out with all-star numbers. He's, he's had a really good year too. Hearing you guys say all this stuff, two things really jump out to me. The first thing is what you said about Mike Conley, Matt, is he's been in one system his entire career in Memphis. But let's look at the guy that he had next to him in Memphis, and that's Marcus Saul. Now he has Rudy Gobert, who can't pick and pop at all. The like that was their bread and butter in Minnes in Memphis uh, with Gasol. Him and Gasol was that pick and pop, and Gasol was a great passer as well. And Gobert is neither of those. I mean, he only gets dunks and he can't pass. And so, I think that's a huge that's a huge thing uh, to look at with Conley. And like, like you guys both said, I, I think he'll end up being fine and he'll be an upgrade from Rubio, especially as the playoffs come. Uh, I think we've been a little too hard on him this early. And then the other thing, from the games that I've watched, I, I love Mitchell. I think he's, he's one of my favorite players in the league and I just love how hard he plays and his attitude. But I feel like when he gets into pressure situations, he starts relying way too heavily on his jumper. He's one of the best, one of the best players at creating space out of nothing in the lane and having tough finishes. And he's a pretty streaky shooter. Like I feel like in games when it's not close, he shoots better. Like when there's no pressure, but I feel like when there is pressure, I don't know. I, I don't think he's not, the type of player that's not too big for the moment, but I just feel like his shot selection really suffers uh, in big time moments. And that's part of being a, a young player. There's a lot that goes on Mitchell for a shot selection. I, I, I do think late time, you know, late game situations is where that really comes out. And honestly, that's what everyone I think was hoping Mike Conley would bring is, is help in that situation. You, you, you look back at the playoffs last year against the Rockets and the year before, 
Um, it seemed that when the game was on the line and the Jazz might have had a shot, it, it was on Mitchell to bring him into the game. And, and that's where, you know, he'll, he'll do his pull-up three, which I love, but, but sometimes it's just not as effective as him driving in the lane. Um, and hopefully having Conley there is going to create space for him to get in. You know, it's going to relieve the pressure off of him. But Conley's got to produce for that to happen because right now, I mean, he's only averaging 12, 13 points a game. You know, he's shooting at a career low and it, he, he's got to bring it. And I think with Bogey scoring too, uh, Mitchell's going to have a really good chance to, to get better shots off consistently, especially in late game situations. You got I, I like that point Perry brought up. Could you, even me as a basketball player, I mean, like I'm nothing compared to these guys, but, you know, being in a pick and roll with someone who doesn't do what I like what they like, you know, what I like for them to do, whether that's shoot or, you know, depending on the situation, Gobert is not a very skilled player. You know, he's a good presence on the defensive end. You know, will any of them make the all-star team? In the East, they would have, not in the West. You know, there's not really a player on that team except Donovan Mitchell who has that skill type of, like, he can be an all-star, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, Donovan Mitchell is all he knows. You know, he's played with Rudy Gabriel his whole career so far. But, you know, when you got Mark Gasol, who's very underrated, very underrated, you know, look what he did in Toronto, you know, with Kawhi, but he was a huge piece to that. He's a great passer. Probably took a lot of pressure off Mike Conley. Right now, I think the mindset of the Utah Jazz, well, the fans even, is like, all right, Mike Conley got to turn it on. I really think it's up to the coaching and the, you know, Donovan Mitchell to get him to going. What, you know what I mean? Whether that's sets or that's through play calls or that's through, Hey, like I'm going to kick this to you. You knock it down on a confidence boost, whatever it is, but he's not that kind of dude where you're going to be like, all right, man, I need you to take over this team. That's not fun. And he's, he's, you know, he was in Memphis since 2007. You know, this, this guy made his career there and, you, you can't expect him to come into a completely different team, completely different coach, you know, every, everything. And uh, a, guy, a guy like Gobert is his big man. He, he even mentioned before the season, he was excited to throw him lobs, but, but if he's used to the pick and pop, you know, it's going to take a little bit to adjust to that, um, which I think he can do, you know, five games into the season against uh, the Clippers in Utah, he just went off, you know, and the, the crowd loved him. He loved the crowd. You could tell he said multiple times, he'd never felt that type of atmosphere in a regular season basketball game. Um, and I think once he gives Utah what, what I think he's capable of, I think the energy is going to build and, and that needs to happen, but, but they can become a dangerous team if, if that is how their season uh, ends up. Yeah. I mean, Preston, you brought up their uh, schedule coming up and we saw last year that they really started getting hot after the all-star break. They were definitely a second half of the season team. So that will be really interesting to continue to watch. I mean, it's going to be harder this year to be a second-half team, especially in this West and how stacked it is. I mean, we even see right now the Portland Trailblazers. They've been so unlucky with injuries. Uh, prayers up to Rodney started Hood. with them, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, they, they've been so unlucky this year with injuries. They just haven't looked good. But It could be worse than a Utah fan. That's, that's what I hear from you right there. Yeah. But, like, with these teams that, you know, are underachieving right now, it's like this year you kind of got to start, like, right now or else you're not going to be in the playoffs when, when you need to be, no matter how hot you are. So, yeah, I guess I guess to, just to kind of end this, this episode, uh, first of all, I'm just really grateful for you guys being on. But to end, 
I guess what are one thing that each of you are really looking forward to uh, as we're getting into the new year with the NBA season? Uh, what, what teams or players are you really looking forward to seeing? And I guess just what's been your overall takeaway of the season so far? I'm, I'm excited for the new year to bring new things. Um, last year, Donovan Mitchell, I, I'll never forget, he sent out a tweet after he had a, a rough December and he said, new year, new me. And, and he went crazy. Um, and he ended the season, you know, on a really high note. Um, I think if he would have started last season the way he ended it, he would have been an all-star. Um, so I'm just, I'm just excited to see the, the, half, the late, later half of the season. Um, I'm excited to see these teams that, I mean, all these, these teams, L, both teams in L.A., uh, you're looking at Dallas, you're looking at Houston uh, with all different, different pieces that, that are going to come together. And when they come together, I think we're going to see some high-level basketball. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I, I saw this stat on Facebook or something that said that NBA ratings were at an all-time low, or maybe not all-time low. They, they went down from last year. That's what I heard. And I, that shocked me because of the, the competition is just different. Um, and I think we're going to see a change in the new year. I think we're going to see some of the best playoff uh, battles you know, possible, especially with both teams in L.A. Uh, I'm just excited to see these these high-level players mesh together and, and see what they can do. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. I I think this year's special. Kawhi, you know, LeBron started the Big 3 era. Kawhi started the Big 2 era. I love the Big 2 era way better than the Big 3 era because there's more than two, three teams that can do it. You see it at both LA teams. I love what the Lakers are doing right now. You know, I, I just have, you know, washed king. You know, LeBron's going to do it. He's, he's, he's the greatest ever. I mean, you just look at him now. Look what AD's doing right next to him. I, it's just like that team's going to be hard to beat. I know there's Clippers. But the, you know, you got Paul George. You got Pat Bev. You got Kawhi Leonard on the defensive end. You know, um, Harrell, you know, protecting the paint. The big fella, you know what I mean? But, like, L.A. looks nice. And I think Houston's going to drop. I think, I think with Mike D'Antoni, with, with Steve Nash, this is how it went. Steve Nash got exhausted. That's that's why Steve Nash's career ended early because Mike he burnt him out. He ran him to death. And look what Mike, you know, look what he's doing with Harden. It's gonna happen. It's inevitable. Unless Harden does like some, you know, load management like Kawhi Leonard, which I think is stupid, he they're not gonna do anything ever. Ever. Like it's just it's I think it's gonna be worse this year than it was, even though I think they're more talented. I think we'll see Jazz make a run. I think we'll see Lakers, Clips. So many good. I think Portland's gonna step it up. I don't think they'll be that great, but I think they'll turn it back on. You know, there's just so many good teams. I think the Spurs are gonna make a run at it with Greg Popovich. Look at their lineup; they're not bad. You know, I'm just so excited for this year, especially the second half after All Star break. I think that's when everything starts to click for those teams that are that are good. For the teams that are good, you're gonna see them, and they're gonna click. And there's gonna be six, seven, eight teams, maybe maybe five, six, seven teams that can maybe even win it. And that's like two, three out of the East, four or five out of the West. Yeah, I think you guys both make some really great points. Out of like the top 10 players in the league, I feel like most of them are on new teams or have new teammates. And so, like you said, the second half is when they're really going to be gelling together. And that's, in my opinion, why the Lakers are so impressive right now. Uh, I know we talk about the Lakers a ton. Eric's not here, so I won't talk about the Lakers because he I'll talked talk about it, man. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, the, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to, and, and I've been really high on it, and I'm kind of proud of myself for being high on it because I feel like a lot of people weren't, is the Celtics. 
I think the Celtics, I just love watching them uh, because they just, they just go for it every night. They're not the most skilled team. Uh, I feel like Tatum's had a way better year than last year because he stopped working out with Kobe. Uh, <laughs> he's, his shot selection's better. But it's just been really fun to watch them uh, with Kyrie gone, and I feel like they're just rejuvenated as, as a team. And I feel like they're going to make some surprises as the season goes on in the East. Love it. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'm so grateful that both of you came on tonight. A uh, quick shout out to Matt Rapp. Uh, follow him on Spotify. He's not only a great basketball player, but he's also a great musician. Has some wonderful music. Thanks, uh, man. Appreciate yeah, it. I listened to him. He's really good. Just look him up. And uh, shout out to Preston as well, uh, just for being single. And <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at Preston Hummer. <laughs> he's, a, he's a hot commodity here at, on BYU Idaho campus, so make sure you slide in real quick if you want a date with him. <laughs> hey, All thanks, right. man. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to listen and subscribe, and uh, we will see you all next week. Peace.